No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David fights against the enemies of Israel and gathers much wealth to give to the Lord. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 1 Chronicles chapter 18 on Simply the Bible. We live in a fallen world where people do evil things. We sin because we are born sinners. Some people seek to master sin and live righteous and decent lives. Others don't seem to care about righteousness, but give themselves over to their own lusts. Because of this, the children of God will always be at war with the children of Satan. We are in a spiritual battle, every one of us. At times, the spiritual battle breaks out into physical warfare. Nations declare war on other nations. Jesus said that we will hear of wars and rumors of wars, and nation will rise against nation right up until he returns. Then, as the Prince of Peace, Jesus will establish peace on earth where people will beat their swords into plowshares. But until that time, we are wise to stay alert and keep a gun nearby. Now, David started his career as a shepherd, fighting lions and bears to protect his father's sheep. He made his public debut in killing Goliath. Then King Saul put him over some of his troops, and David went out to fight the Lord's battles. This was physical warfare against the enemies of Israel. After David became king, there were more battles to fight. Israel had never fully taken possession of the land God promised them, and they had never completely driven out the seven nations God told them to destroy. If David didn't go to war, then the wicked influences of these nations would multiply, infect, and ultimately destroy Israel. Therefore, David and his men went to war and fought the Lord's battles. And God preserved David wherever he went. Now, as Christians today, our warfare is primarily spiritual rather than physical. But make no mistake, we still have enemies to fight. These are the enemies of the flesh, the world, and the devil. The battle begins in our own minds with our own thoughts and then works itself out from there. But even as the Lord granted victory to David in his battles, so he is willing to grant victory to us in ours. We continue today in 1 Chronicles chapter 18. After this, it came to pass that David attacked the Philistines, subdued them, and took Gath and its towns from the hand of the Philistines. Then he defeated Moab, and the Moabites became David's servants and brought tribute. The Philistines were to the west along the Mediterranean coast. They were the perennial enemies of Israel. David took their chief city, Gath, and fully subdued the Philistines. Next, David defeated the nation of Moab in the east and made them servants. The Moabites were related to Israel. 
Moab, was one of the sons of Lot, who was Abraham's nephew. But the king of Moab hired Balaam to curse Israel when Moses was leading them into the land. And when that didn't work, the Moabites, along with the Midianites, sent their women into the camp to seduce the men into sexual immorality and the worship of Baal of Peor. Some 24,000 Israelite men died as a result. Therefore, God declared war on the Midianites and the Moabites. Verse 3, And David defeated Hadadezer, king of Zobah, as far as Hamath, as he went to establish his power by the river Euphrates. David took from him 1,000 chariots, 7,000 horsemen, and 20,000 foot soldiers. Also, David hamstrung all the chariot horses, except that he spared enough of them for 100 chariots. Zobah was northeast of Damascus and south of Hamath. It was part of a confederacy of nations called the Syrians in some translations, but more accurately, they were Arameans. David hamstrung all the chariot horses, except that he spared enough for a hundred chariots. This procedure involves cutting the tendon, usually on the back leg, to render the horse useless. David probably did this because in Deuteronomy 17, God commanded the kings of Israel not to multiply horses. You see, the chariot was like the modern tank and its advantage that it would give to an army. But God wanted Israel to trust and depend upon him and not in their weaponry. David wrote in Psalm 20, Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Verse 5. When the Syrians of Damascus came to help Hadadezer, king of Zobah, David killed 22,000 of the Syrians. Then David put garrisons in Syria of Damascus, and the Syrians became David's servants and brought him tribute. So the Lord preserved David wherever he went. The Syrians were neighbors and probably allies of the Arameans of Zobah. They tried to come to their rescue, but David killed 22,000 of them. He then established military outposts in Syria to ensure that they also would bring tribute to Israel. The Lord preserved David because David trusted in the Lord and fought his battles. These were truly the glory days of David's kingdom. We also can count on God's protection, his provision, and his preservation in our battles. But the secret is to be faithful to the Lord and to fight God's battles and not our own. Verse 7, And David took the shields of gold that were on the servants of Hadadezer and brought them to Jerusalem, also from Tibhath and from Kun, cities of Hadadezer. David brought a large amount of bronze with which Solomon made the bronze sea the pillars, and the articles of bronze. Hadadezer must have been wealthy to supply his soldiers with gold shields. David brought these to Jerusalem. He then took great amounts of bronze from Hadadezer also. 
Now, we saw last time David wanted to build a house for God, but God told him that he was not the one to build the house. Rather, it would be Solomon who would build the temple. However, David must have thought to himself, okay, I can't build God a house, but he didn't say that I couldn't lay up provisions for it. Therefore, David dedicated to the Lord the gold and bronze he collected for the building of the temple. Now, you've got to admire David's heart in his love for God, his desire to worship God and to build him a house, and, and then his desire to give back to God whatever God gave to him. Now, we're told in the New Testament that God loves a cheerful giver whose heart is in his giving. So are we generous and cheerful givers? Do we give until it really costs us something? Or do we merely give out of our abundance? Because God freely gives to givers, I am convinced that it is impossible to outgive God. Verse 9. Now, when Tou, king of Hamath, heard that David had defeated all the army of Hadadezer, king of Zobah, he sent Hadoram, his son, to King David to greet him and bless him because he had fought against Hadadezer and defeated him. For Hadadezer had been at war with Tou, and Hadoram brought with him all kinds of articles of gold, silver, and bronze. Tou was a smart man. He could see that David was mopping up wherever he went, and he thought it was better to join him than to fight him. So he sent his son to David with a great gift of gold, silver, and bronze. You know, we are wise to recognize when God's hand is upon someone, and rather than fighting them or resisting them, join that person in their work. Earlier this week, I was privileged to join with others from 122 other churches for a luncheon with Greg Laurie of Harvest Crusades. And they're planning a Harvest Crusade here in Boise in May of next year. Meeting together with so many people to worship and for vision and planning of this great event was a total blessing. I just felt the Lord's presence in a very profound way that just brought me great joy. We are wise to recognize when God has gifted and anointed someone for a specific work and then jump in the middle of it and join with them in the work. Verse 11, King David also dedicated these gifts to the Lord along with the silver and gold that he had brought from all these nations, from Edom, Moab, from Ammon, the Philistines, and from Amalek. These were all more building supplies for Solomon. David could have been sullen about not being able to build the temple. Instead, he found a way that he could serve. Now, God may close a door to you in one area of ministry. Rather than, rather than being upset that you can't do what you want, do what you can do. God has given every believer gifts and a calling, and these are irrevocable. So discover yours and then use them for his glory. Verse 12. Moreover, Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, killed 18,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. He also put garrisons in Edom, and all the Edomites became David's servants, and the Lord preserved David wherever he went. The Edomites lived in the south, and they were the descendants of Esau. David established more military outposts there in Edom and brought forth tribute from them as well. So David reigned 
over all Israel and administered judgment and justice to all his people. Joab, the son of Zeruiah, was over the army. Jehoshaphat, the son of Ahilad, was recorder. Zadok, the son of Ahitub, and Abimelech, the son of Abiathar, were priests. Shavsha was the scribe. Benina, the son of Jehoiada, was over the Carathites and Pelathites, and David's sons were chief ministers at the king's side. Justice and righteousness are the hallmark of a noble and good ruler. And David administered these to all Israel. A big part of administering justice is putting the right people in the right jobs. All of this to say that David was a mighty conqueror and a great administrator. He succeeded because he trusted in the Lord and God preserved him. I'd like to close today with a promise from the book of Romans, Romans 8.35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Let us believe that as we abide in Christ, we are conquering overwhelmingly everything the world and the devil can throw at us. And we know that God is preserving us just as he preserved David. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next time, we'll see where David shows kindness to the king of Ammon after his father dies, but the Ammonite king responds by humiliating David's men. A great war results. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Chronicles on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible